Chapter Four, Concerning Virgins, Book the First. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Concerning Virgins, by Saint Ambrose, Book the First, Chapter Four. The comeliness of virginity. Never existed amongst the heathen, neither with the vestal virgins, nor amongst philosophers, such as Pythagoras. I certainly have not this in common with the heathen, nor in regard to it am I associated with barbarians, nor practice it with other animals with whom, although we breathe one and the same vital air, and have a common condition of an earthly body, and from whom we differ not in the mode of generation. In this point alone, we nevertheless avoid the reproach of likeness, that virginity is aimed at by the heathen, but when consecrated, it is violated, it is attacked by barbarians, and is unknown to others. Who will allege to me the virgins of Vesta and the priests of Pallas? What sort of chastity is that which is not of morals but of years, which is appointed not for ever but for a term? Such purity is all the more wanton of which the corruption is put off for a later age. They teach their virgins ought not to persevere, and are unable to do so, who have set a term to virginity. What sort of a religion is that in which modest maidens are bidden to be immodest old women? Nor is she modest who is bound by law, and she immodest who is set free by law. All the mystery, all the morals. Where chastity is enforced by law and authority given for lust, and so she is not chaste who is constrained by fear, not honourable who is hired for a price, nor is that modesty which, exposed to the daily importunity of lascivious eyes, is attacked by disgraceful looks. Exemptions are bestowed upon them, prices are offered them, as though to sell one's chastity were not the greatest sign of wantonness. That which is promised for a price is given up for a price, is made over for a price, is considered to have its price. She who is wont to sell her chastity knows not how to redeem it. What shall I say of the Phrygian rites, in which immodesty is the rule, and that too of the weaker sex? What of the orgies of Bacchus, where the mystery of the rites is an incentive to lust? Of what sort can the lives of priests be then, where the adulteries of the gods are matters of religion? So then they have no sacred virgins. Let us see whether, perchance, the precepts of philosophers have formed any, for they are wont to claim the teaching of all virtues. A certain Pythagorean virgin is spoken of in story, whom a tyrant was endeavouring to compel to reveal the secret. And lest it should be possible, even in her torments, for revelation to be extorted from her, she bit off her tongue, and spat it in the tyrant's face, that he who would not make an end of questioning might not have aught to question. But that same virgin, so constant in mind, was overcome by lust, though she could not be overcome by torments, and so she who could keep the secret of her mind could not conceal the shame of her body. She overcame nature, but observed not discipline.
how she would desire that her speech had existed as a defense of her chastity. So she was not unconquered on every side, for although the tyrant could not find out that which he sought, yet he did find what he sought not. How much stronger are our virgins, who overcome even those powers which they do not see, whose victory is not only over flesh and blood, but also over the prince of this world, the ruler of this age. In age, Agnes indeed was less, but in virtue greater, triumphing over more, more constant in her confidence. She did not destroy her tongue through fear, but kept it for a trophy. For there was nothing in her which she feared to betray, since that which she acknowledged was holy, not sinful. And so the former merely concealed her secret, the latter bore witness to the Lord, and confessed him in her body, whom her age did not yet suffer to confess. End of chapter 4 Book the First